All right, let's make this happen in three, two, one. Friday, December 2nd, 2022. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose live on the line with my boy on the other side of the state, Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Conference championships. Wow. What a the season flew by, but it, it's only gonna get better. 14 weeks are down. We have two games playing right now live. UTSA up 24 to 10 against North Texas and USC 17 to 3 over Utah. I did like USC. I didn't take it. Stayed away from the over in this game. The only thing I'm bring the only reason I'm bringing this up for me is Caleb Williams, he the Heisman. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, at least based on, I mean, his his last seven weeks have been absolutely absolutely ridiculous, um, and I think he only has three turnovers the whole season, and the team only has four, which is just remarkable. Um, I think if they win tonight, I think it's sort of locked up. I don't know who could beat him. Well, we wanted to do this a little bit later in the week because we wanted to see how lines were unfolding and, and games were evolving. We didn't know about some players being in or out, so... We're going to wind this thing up. We'll go through the whole slate tomorrow, except for that New Mexico State-Valpo game because New Mexico State has been entered into a bowl game already, so it doesn't matter what happens. So good for them. I'm sure Fermi will take them later. Let's start off at noon, Fermi. Kansas State-TCU, Dr. Pepper, Big 12 Championship on ABC. This is in AT&T Stadium. The line opened up TCU minus two and a half over under 60 and a half. It's sitting now at TCU minus one and a half over under 61 and a half. I got this over at 62 for me and I took it. So uh, there's a stat out there in advanced stats called EPA. It's expected points average. Basically, it translates to yards to points. And TCU is 14th in EPA. Kansas State is 44, 40, 41st in EPA. Max Duggan, Will Howard. Lighten up the scoreboards, doing what they've been doing all year long. You got Kendra Miller, Quentin Johnson, and Tay Barber. At least two out of three of those guys are going to be playing. You got Deuce Vaughn and Malik Knowles on the Kansas State side of things. I know a lot of people have been, you know, clamoring that this is an under game, but I just don't see it for me. I think this is a track meet. Maybe you disagree, but I'm going against the public narrative. I got the line a little bit too early at 62. It was down to 61. I probably should have got it then, but. Give me that over 62 for Kansas State TCU to start the day off tomorrow. I like it. So, I I mean, I'm, I'm really torn um, on this one. I, I'm probably going to completely stay away from this game. Um, I think this is going to be probably, in my opinion, this is probably the game of the day. But let me throw, let me throw a stat at you. So both teams are going to be good running the ball. I mean, they have been all year. I think this is back and forth. I think this is a one-possession game. That's why I just I, I don't know who's going to win by a field goal, but I feel like it's it's going to be that close. Kansas State is one and three when they allow over 160 yards on the ground, and they're eight and zero when they don't give up 160. TCU is going to pound the ground. I know they're going to they, they can move the ball both ways. I think they establish a running game. They average close to 200 yards a game rushing. I think that's the focal point. So I'm I'm completely staying away. I would love to just sit back and enjoy this one. Um, but I don't hate the overpick. I, I truly just don't have a lean either way, over, under, or really aside. Um, I just think there's going to be a lot of running in this game, which typically leads to an under, but these are both big play offenses. So 
that's why I, I'm just completely staying away. TCU did not even play well to the second half of this game when they played during the regular season. I don't see them making that mistake twice for me. That's why I think this game gets started off quick and fast. I see TCU getting up 14 points, maybe, you know what I mean, putting up two, two on the board here. Kansas State is going to have to call an audible. You can't just ground and pound forever against TCU. They're too explosive on offense. I see this as like a 35-28 style game, and that, that puts it over for me. Yeah, very possible. The MAC championship up there in Detroit. Toledo is sitting now at minus three, over under 54 and a half against Ohio. What do we think for me? I got a pass on this. Couldn't get any, couldn't get the Maction boys on. Talked to them forever and ever. One was down in Never Never Land, and the other one's just, well, never on land. So, I mean, what are we doing for me in this game? All right. So, my lean here is the under. And let me tell you why. Um, the quarterbacks here are all banged up. So, we, we know Kurt over, we know Rourke is done for the year. Um, that's that's not new news. Um, last week, Finn hurt his ankle. Gleason, the backup for Toledo, broke his hand. Finn's mobility is really going to be in question. I, I'm I'm sure he's going to play, um, but he he's battered, like he's he's bruised. So I I have a feeling this is going to be a lot of running. Um, a crazy stat that I did come across that that I wanted to share. Ohio is dead last in the FBS and pass yards allowed per game at 305. I think Finn sits back and just tries to either throw it or just leans on run, handing the ball off. Um, and Finn is not a great passer. What makes him good is his mobility mixed in with his arm. So I think if he's one dimensional, I think this turns into a back and forth, defensive style game Ohio's defense is getting better as the year progresses I like under 54 and a half just because the quarterbacks are are dinged up even though it's indoors for me with no weather I, I still I still like that I, I don't see this being attractive just given the makeup of the rosters right now and everybody being hurt speaking of a track meet in potential who knows here Coastal Carolina getting seven and a half over under 47 and a half in the Sun Belt Championship against Troy. I have just pulled it up from the, where is it at? It is, the paper is called the Post and Courier from down there in Myrtle Beach. Coastal Carolina prepares for Sun Belt title game with Troy. McCall still a game time decision with head coach Jamie Caldwell saying outright, we need to go through warm-ups and see how he responds to the treatment he's been receiving in the last few days. He's practiced some for us, and every day that he's practiced, he's gotten better, but the next day has been challenging with the foot injury. So he'll go through warm-ups, and then we'll make a decision on how he looks in warm-ups. Fermi, this guy, from, from all the other podcasts that I listen, could shift this line 10 points. This could be Coastal Carolina minus two and a half if he gets put into this game. I don't know if you feel a certain way, one way or the other. I don't know if maybe you think that this should then be a, a an underplay. Um, the line opened up at 48 and a half. It's now at 47 and a half. You know, they're going to run a lot. That's, that's their offense. The other two quarterbacks for Coastal, they're not McCall. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, is, this, is this McCall's 
curtain call, right? Does does Chadwell go somewhere else? Does does he go with them? Does he declare? A lot of uncertainty in this game for a Sun Belt game for me. I, I think I'm just going to stay away. So I like I like the Shannon Clears um, for one major reason. You just said is there is still a possibility McCall plays. And I know that's probably a slim hope, or at least it was leading up to, you know, this game, really. Um, people did not think he really had a shot. Um, even with, a, like, a, a battered, you know, McCall, I think him at 75% is still their best option under center. Um, I, I think he knows the offense. I mean, all the pre-snap reads, everything about, the, the mental focus of this game is better with McCall under center. I like the possibility of getting a favorable line tonight and then still having hope that he actually plays. Um, and let's, let's be honest, eight and a half. That's a lot of points to lay to coastal. It is. I mean, Troy, Troy is good. Coastal looked awful last week. I get it, but I still think they can hang in there. Um, one one stat: Troy is eight zero when they rush for more than seventy yards as a team. One and two when they don't. Coastal hasn't held a team, an FBS team, under ninety yards this year. So bodes well for Troy. Troy has a defensive edge as well, but eight and a half is a good line right now, especially if McCall has has a chance to play. So I'm going to take the Shannon Clears plus eight and a half. UCF Tulane in the American Athletic Championship. Tulane minus three and a half, over under 56 and a half. <clears throat> I was going to go over on this, and I had the over on this game. And then I heard about Plumley having a bum hamstring. And, you know, this UCF defense, I think it's headed in the wrong direction, which is why I like the over. Um, but with Plumley hobbled, it, it, Tulane should definitely get more possessions, and they are running up and down the field right now for me. Pratt at quarterback, Wyatt and Watts at wide receiver, Spears at running back with 1,177 yards and 14 touchdowns on his way to over 1,200 yards, no doubt tomorrow. This just seems like it's Tulane's game. It's it's it. it, it I would love to take the over in this game, but I took the team total over. I saw it at 30 and a half. I was worried that it would be over 31 because I think it's a race to 31. If they, I think they think they could certainly score 35 in this game, but it just feels like they're up 31. This is like 31, 10, 31, 17. I just don't think this is the UCF of old. I think this is brand name. I, I understand that they had a, a big win, but to me, this is Tulane or nothing, and I'm taking their team total over for me uh, for the AAC championship game. Yeah, I like Tulane here, too, minus, minus three and a half. Um, the first time they played, UCF won by seven on the road at Tulane, and they did not turn the ball over. That is about as abnormal as their season has gone. I think UCF may be under – like, they're on the wrong side of the turnover margin for the season, I believe. And Tulane is, is positive. That was a very big anomaly. I think Tulane and their defense forces at least two turnovers. But John Reese Pumley, if he's if he's hampered by a hammy, I really like Tulane. They are clicking on all cylinders, it seems. Um, 
it's going to be hard for Tulane not to win this one, I think. I think they are, they are the better team right now. The second game at 4 o'clock is Fresno State hitting three and a half on the road at Boise State in the Mountain West Championship game. The over-under is 54 and a half, and I have got the over at 54, and I've locked it in. couple stats for me. Since Taylor Green has came in, Boise State is 7-1, and one, including a 40-20 to 20 win at home against Fresno, which Jay Kaner did not play. Since then, Fresno is 7-0 and 5-0 since Hayner's return since October 29th against San Diego State. Taylor Green, George Halani, and three wide receivers averaging over 10 yards a catch on Boise's side of the ball. Jake Hayner, Jordan Mims, and four receivers averaging over 10 yards a catch for Fresno State Bulldogs. On the blue turf, Fermi, it's going to be a little cold. But I'm going to be a little corny and say, I think it's going to heat up. Give me over 54, 54 and a half for Boise, Fresno State in the Mountain West Championship game. Yep, I really like that as well. I'm I'm on the over. And, I mean, Boise, Boise coasts by not playing quality offenses. I think their defense is going to get a little exposed. They gave up, like you said, they gave up 20 to Fresno the first time. And they hit that over. And that was without Hainer. Um it's hard not to think that, that Fresno is going to put up 28 or 30 points. Um, I, I actually like Fresno money line in this one. I think they pull the upset. Um, I, I like the over more, but I, I'm going to sprinkle in a little Fresno money line because I think they're going to beat. I think they're going to beat the old potato boys up there in Boise. Game number three at four o'clock is the SEC championship with Georgia giving up 17.5 against LSU, over under 51.5. It seems as though overs have been the trend in uh, SEC championship games for me, but also let's not forget that LSU may or may not have their starting quarterback, and if they do, what kind of condition is he in? As someone who loves to take overs, even for me, it just feels like this is Georgia or nothing at this point and stay away. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to be on the under and Georgia most likely, um, 100% accurate with what you said. Jaden Daniels makes the team go. He's been seen in a walking boot, probably precautionary, of course. I have a feeling he's going to give it a go, and I would expect that. But I, I mean, it's going to be really hard, I think, for Georgia not to come out rolling, and they're going to send the house at Jaden Daniels. His mobility is what makes him what makes him tick. And that offense is very, very reliant on his dual threat capabilities. I really like Georgia to send up pressure from a lot of different angles and really make his life difficult. I like Georgia to cover and the under. I, I think LSU doesn't score two touchdowns. Well, they said the narrative is is that if um, if, if the backup is in for LSU, they're just going to huck and chuck it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know that that's a good thing. I mean, it sounds like it would be better for the over. But I, Georgia, I like Georgia to cover then more if Jaden Daniels doesn't play. Clemson is getting seven. Excuse me, giving up seven and a half in the Subway a, a ACC championship game against North Carolina. Over under sixty three and a half. Fermi, you can have this one because I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, if I had a lean here, it'd probably be UNC plus seven and a half just because of that hook. I think Drake May can score on Clemson. Um, but neither team is playing that great right now. UNC is coming off a two-game skid, 
and Clemson lost last week to South Carolina. Um, I, I just don't love either team's um, really last couple weeks, honestly. Um, both teams average over 34 points a game on offense. So if I had a lean, it would probably be the over in UNC to cover, but I'm probably not going to touch this one. Purdue getting 16.5 against Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game over under 51.5. Fermi, Blake Corum out for the season. Maybe it opens up the offense. Maybe they didn't show anything till Ohio State and they're ready to go and keep doing this. Purdue's going to pass the ball. If I hit a couple of these early, I'm just going to be honest with you, I'm going to ham and egg this and just take the over at 51.5 and, and cheer for some points. Yeah, I like. I actually like the over. That's probably my favorite side of this bet. Um, I feel bad for Corum. I mean, he's had an unbelievable season. Could have been the Heisman frontrunner, honestly, and really challenged Caleb, Caleb Williams. But um, I feel bad for him. But, I mean, Michigan did not miss a step last week with Edwards. He looked really, really good. Big playability. I do think Purdue finds a way to score a couple touchdowns. And that, that is sort of the reason I like that 52 number. I think they're, you know, Aiden O'Connell is capable of having a good game. Um, he can move the ball. He has a good arm. He's a little bit mobile. Um, I don't, I just don't like how consistent, inconsistent they've been all season. Um, you could argue they shouldn't even be in this position, to be honest, but they are. They won when it needed to happen. And I like the over out of anything else in this game, but I, I'm not loving any of those night game lines. Fermi, I know you're not a big soccer follower fan, but USA plus 350. Rumor is that the Netherlands has the flu and it's running through their team. It's worth 30 to 40 bucks to put it down for me for a one-timer. Absolutely. And I love that Pulisic got the green light for tomorrow. I mean, uh, he's definitely playing. I mean, he's cleared. So that means he's definitely playing. I've had a blast watching the world cup. I mean, it's, it's very entertaining. There are some upsets happening. Um, some teams advancing to the knockout stage that just weren't expected and some really, really good games with some late goals. So I'm going to catch this game and then uh, hopefully catch some football tomorrow afternoon. Final thoughts for me on our NCAA week 14 Saturday conference previews before we get into bowl season. Uh, just buckle up for a good one, guys. I mean, we got eight games tomorrow that are going to be entertaining. I think three or four of these could be one possession games and come down to really some really good bowl games that, I mean, this is going to dictate a lot with the, with the final four um, in the playoffs. So I, I hope TCU prevails. I would love for them to run the table and secure a spot in the top four. Over three years now, almost 10,000 listens, uh, brand new followers. Our numbers go up every week. We thank you very much for joining us here this season. We're going to make a transition into the bowl season. We're going to have at least two or three podcasts out during the bowls. Um, we'll do them week to week as the line shift and change as players transfer into the portal and move around. Coaches leave. We're definitely going to try to make it as late as possible so that we can get the best lines and the best picks in for you. So for Mr. Fermi, thank you very much. And myself as Dr. Goose, we appreciate you joining us here. Enjoy this Saturday of great conference championship games. And remember, it's only a problem when you're losing.